welcome to the 1909. I'm Lily Gwinney. This is the first podcast from the State News Podcast Network since Monday, February 13th, when a mass shooting took the lives of three of our classmates and injured five more. I've struggled how to direct the focus of this episode for the last few days, um, trying to decide which stories from our really outstanding staff to highlight here today. After turning it over in my head and discussing with members of the staff, we decided that on today's episode of the 1909, we want to highlight stories of positivity and support, stories that show how our Spartan community has come together in the last two weeks. As a staff, we've had a unique opportunity to be on the ground, hearing from students, alumni, and other community members about how they're leaning on each other and making the moves to adjust to life after a tragedy like this. I hope you'll bear with me through this episode because I know I'm probably going to get emotional. It's been an extraordinarily difficult time for us all and I want to give that disclaimer because it's okay to not feel okay right now. So I'm tossing out our usual format of a 1909 episode today. We're going to be recapping the news, but I wanna provide our listeners with stories to uplift and remind us that we aren't alone. So with all that being said, let's get into it. First, I'd like to take a moment to remember Arielle Anderson, Brian Frazier, and Alexandria Werner and give you a little bit of information about them that their families hope they'll be remembered by. Anderson, a Gross Point native and an MSU junior, was known for her aspirations to tend to the health and welfare of others as a surgeon. She was passionate about helping friends and family, particularly children. In fact, Anderson once told her grandmother, April Davis, that when she became a doctor, she would help take care of her aunt who is disabled. Kind, caring, and voted most likely to succeed in eighth grade, Anderson is remembered fondly by her family and friends who have wished to remain private as they grieve. Anderson was, quote, their precious daughter, granddaughter, sister, niece, cousin, and friend, her family said in an Instagram post. She was also hardworking. She was planning on graduating early and participated in summer programs working with senior citizens. Frazier, also a Gross Point native, was a sophomore studying business and the chapter president of Phi Delta Theta. Clearly loved by his fraternity, Fraser was a leader on campus who embodied, quote, a contagious smile and was charismatic and caring. More than 50 members of MSU's chapter of Phi Delta Theta shared their tributes to Fraser. True brotherhood, welcoming, respect, and kindness are only a few of the adjectives used to describe him. A memorial scholarship in Fraser's name was created and donations towards it can be made online. Werner, a biology junior and Clawson native, was a league MVP in basketball, volleyball, and an all-state softball player. Known as a leader both on and off the courts, Werner is loved by her parents, sister, brother, and the entire Clawson Public Schools community. Werner's basketball coach, Kelly Horn, met her when she was in kindergarten. She played in the Little Kids Basketball League along with her siblings, a time that Horn recalls fondly. When Horn took over Clawson's high school varsity basketball team, Werner was a senior. She was our leader on and off the court, Horn said. Werner's family has set up a memorial fund with Alliance Catholic Credit Union where donations can be made. The State News extends our sincerest condolences and the most comfort that we can provide during this difficult time to those most affected, including the loved ones of Brian, Alexandria, and Ariel. Now an update on the condition of our five hospitalized students. For the record, this episode was recorded 
Thursday, February 23rd, so be sure to check the state news website for the most recent information. That being said, as of February 23rd, one student who was critically injured after last week's mass shooting was discharged from Sparrow Hospital after previously being in serious but stable condition, Sparrow Hospital Senior Media Relations Specialist Corey Alexander confirmed. The name of the student who was discharged was not identified. One student remains in fair condition, one student's student remains in serious but stable condition, and one student remains in critical condition. Two of the students who were injured had families who confirmed their identities via GoFundMe fundraisers, which were set up to negate various costs of travel and medical care. Hospitality Business Junior Guadalupe Guapia Perez and international student John Howe are the names of the two identified students. MSU Deputy Spokesperson Dan Olson confirmed the university would be paying the hospital bills of the five students who were injured. Now, I'd like to highlight a few stories that fall under the category of finding the helpers. If you're not familiar, this concept comes from a Mr. Rogers quote that reads, quote, when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. We've had so many people come to campus as helpers in the past two weeks. Here are some of their stories. Following the mass shooting on MSU's campus, Jordan Greeson, a hairstylist at Capolini Salon in Okemos, stepped in to comfort students the best way she knows how, by doing hair. Greeson, who has been a licensed hairstylist for eight years, is from the Detroit area. She and her family moved to Okemos this November, and she's been working at Capolini Salon since January. Since Monday, February 13th, Greeson has been providing a variety of free hair treatments to MSU students. This includes haircuts, blowouts, conditioning treatments, and silk presses. Quote, I really wanted to make sure that everybody felt included, Greeson said. I didn't want to limit the services that I was providing to one single person. Going to the salon and getting her hair done is something Greeson finds relaxing, so she wanted to provide a similar sense of peace to students impacted by Monday's tragic events. After their services are completed, Grayson leaves students with a bag that includes self-care items, her personal phone number, and the number for a therapist who's offering free telehealth appointments to anyone impacted by the shooting. The therapist, who is Grayson's personal therapist, is who first inspired her to offer these treatments. When Grayson showed up to her therapy appointment, she and her counselor worked together through ways to help her cope with the tragedy. The shooting hit close to home, as her cousin is a junior at MSU and her son's her son attends preschool across the street from campus. After talking, Grayson and her therapist came to the conclusion that she is at her best when she's helping others. She then made a social media post urging students to come by the salon. Grayson also chose to offer her personal phone number to students as a way to show them that someone has their back. I want them to know that even if they don't have family close, there are people, Grayson said. She's had nine students come in to see her for the free services, on Friday, February 17th, and nine more students came to see her Monday. Due to the overwhelming response, Greeson is opening up another day for students to come in. As MSU Veterinary School's white coat ceremony took place last Friday, Greeson saw a lot of students come in to get their hair styled for the ceremony. Many of the veterinary students that came in felt they couldn't be excited for the ceremony as it made them feel guilty, she said. Despite the tragedy, Greeson said these students deserve to feel special. You put so much work in, and the least I can do is to help you feel good when you go there, because you have to celebrate those moments in life, she said. 
While the, ster- while the services are meant to be comforting to students, Greason said doing their hair has also been therapeutic for her. I'm in this profession for a reason, Greason said. I love making people feel good and really bo- boosting their inner beauty. Seeing customers leave her chair feeling good about themselves makes Greason feel good too. Her appointments are catered to whatever the customer feels comfortable with. If they want to talk, Greason is open to talking about their feelings or even simple conversations about TV shows. If a customer just wants to relax and get their hair done in silence, she offers silent appointments. Greason said that she's grateful so many students have come in to see her and hopes that they continue to keep in touch with her. Greason's work can be found on her Instagram page. Capolini Salon is located at 1754 Central Park Drive in Okemos. In the days following Monday's mass shooting at Michigan State University, the campus streets and walkways felt cold and empty. The tragedy took the lives of three Spartans, hospitalized five others, and pushed countless students back home, fleeing after a four-hour shelter-in-place and the loss of their classmates. Those who stayed kept to their dorms and apartments. However, something about the afternoon of February 19th pulled students and community members back onto campus. Alumni, parents, and Spartan supporters from all around the state descended upon campus for Spartan Sunday. The event aimed to brighten up campus before classes began again on Monday the 20th. Trash cleanup, sign making, and crafts were all available to students and community members who chose to take part. Albion College professor Vicki Harrison came to campus with her husband, an MSU employee, and children to offer mom hugs, hand-drawn notes of support, and snacks to students returning to campus. MSU students and staff also made an effort to bring more color to campus. Fisheries and Wildlife senior Maggie Haight, financial aid assistant Armani Pointdexter, and their friends took the opportunity to draw on the windows of the main library. We were just walking through the library and saw other students doing it, so we thought it'd be fun to write a message to let the students know that we're a community, Poindexter said. The effort didn't go unnoticed. Medical laboratory science senior Josephine Bonsazinski said that the campus's transformation through Spartan Sunday gave her hope for the future. It's nice to see a community come together after something so tragic, Bonsinski said. To know that there is this presence here, good times, bad times, any time, it's encouraging and it does provide a lot of hope that we can heal in the future. Next, another story of a community business providing support to Spartans. At 5.30 p.m., five hours after the first tattoo was inked, the line out of ink therapy Lansing was still trailing outside of the doors. Some groups waited more than two hours to get a Spartan helmet or a green heart tattooed, art that supported the victims of the mass shooting on Michigan State University's campus on Monday, February 13th. Owner Corey Warren brought out a megaphone and called out the names of those who were next to get inked. Yells of excitement from the crowd filled the studio. Ink therapy offered pre-selected tattoo options centered around MSU. Each tattoo was $40, and half the proceeds went to the victim's families to help cover their expenses. Warren is a father with children in school. His first thought when he heard of the MSU shooting was what it would be like to lose his child, he said. He then thought of the families of the victims and knew he had to put, a, put together an event to support them financially. The turnout was more than they had expected. 500 people had lined up by the time the shop opened, and the line wrapped around the block. Warren said he couldn't describe himself as excited, but rather humbled. Warren said, it's not about ink therapy, and it's not about the tattoos. The event, he said, is for uniting the community and the meaning behind the hashtag that has been shared since Monday the 13th, Spartan Strong. An event like this, by nature, is going to bring people together, Warren said. 
what we're doing right now is we're almost branding ourselves as proud to be a Spartan. It's putting that label on you that you're going to have forever saying, I'm proud to be a Spartan. Brittany Warren, Corey's wife and shop manager of Ink Therapy, was the one who came up with the idea for the event. She was in the middle of getting a tattoo when she heard about the shooting. She became extremely emotional and wanted to do anything to support those affected by it. As people came through the shop waiting for their turn, the donation box for both the shop and the victim's families filled up. Veterinary medicine first-year student Lindsay Taylor got her first tattoo at the event, an outline of the state of Michigan with a green heart over East Lansing. Born in Alabama, she wanted a tattoo that depicted how Michigan was still her home away from home, even after tragedy. The turnout solidified to Taylor that she's part of a whole Spartan community that wants to come together. She saw not just the university affected, but individuals across Greater Lansing. Rachel Jackson is a Sparrow Hospital employee. She said she was in shock from the events of Monday the 13th. She decided to take the day with her co-worker to get a Spartan Strong tattoo. It's just something that's always there, Jackson said. It's a constant reminder, and then it's always there for everyone to see. With the color green getting inked across the shop, some laughed at the funny faces their friends made when being poked with the needle, and other community members thanked the tattoo artists for marking them with a permanent reminder of the strength of the Spartan community. Carol Love, an MSU alumna from the 1970s, has been spending her time since Monday's mass shooting thinking of ways to bring kindness and positivity to campus alongside her fellow alumni. She had the idea for MSU alumni to write letters of love and support to their former addresses at the university and around East Lansing. Love said it's vital for students to feel that old Spartan connection with their university once again. People have started writing their stories of how they fell in love with Michigan State and ended up there, Love said. It really hit me the first time I saw Sparty. I didn't realize so many people have walked these halls, these paths before me, and it just kind of fills you up. Love said that even though some alumni experience date back 40 to 50 years ago, there are still so many memories fresh in their minds of the love and freedom that Michigan State brought into their lives. Thank you all for listening today. That's it for today's episode of the 1909. Um, thank you for bearing with me. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, thanks for listening and catch us every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. And signing off from East Lansing, I'm Lily Gwinney.